You are listening to the Chaos Cast, hosted by Two Jerks and a Dork, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting while stiff-arming your trash fantasy football team, your only place for chaos fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Brad Kreger, alongside Levi Basham and John Spears. In this episode, we'll look back at the results of week one, what I'm calling overreaction week, dish out the whooping of the week award, and we'll take a peek at waiver pickups and fab repercussions, make our picks for week two, and finally, open up the chaos mailbag and address questions and comments from League Fantasy Nerds. Okay, let's jump into the week one matchup, starting with It's What Plants Crave and Slop Nasty. Just an all-time performance from Justin Jefferson. The game was over by halftime of the Packers-Vikings game. It's what Plants Crave had some duds with Allen Robinson only scoring three points and Cole Komet with a dud uh, goose egg. But it really didn't matter playing against Slop Nasty. Wheels fell off for Coach Kelly with his injuries to Najee Harris, the trash fire that is the Dallas Cowboys, God, and Justin Jefferson just taking all the receptions from Irv Smith. It was a comfortable win for It's What Plants Crave, not even having to worry about Russell Wilson on Monday night, but It's What Plants Crave didn't even crack 200 points. For me, I believe that's necessary to be a successful team in this league, but a win's a win. A convincing win next week against Black Sunday will put that all to bed. Now we'll turn to John and his matchup coverage. Yeah, all right, Levi. Yeah, this is this is what I drafted my team for, just to lay down a beating on Black Sunday. I mean, jeez. And then on the flip side of that, what you love to see is that his team just completely underperformed in certain areas. Not in all areas, but in certain areas. When you get Aaron Rodgers, you don't expect him to walk out there and give you five fantasy points. And then when you take a look down the roster, his roster, and you see Elliott, just kind of a flyer, finishes the game with ten points. And Hawkinson, who, you know, he kind of talked a little smack before the draft. He was big on him, thinking he was going to do well. You know, finished with eleven. But then when you take a look at my side, I was completely ecstatic on seeing what Jalen Hurts. And A.J. Brown were able to pull off, you know, pulling Brown 70 points total. I uh, wasn't very excited to see what Kyle Pitts did. I uh, was kind of shocked to see what Saquon did. I think he was the number one or number two running back of the week, at least top three. But overall, when you go against your brother, this is exactly what you want to do. You want to pound him. And looking at the next matchup, which I consider to be just the average bowl between the Purple Bleeders and the Houdinis, I figured you were going to get just a, the run-of-the-mill, just bare-bones effort. And I was kind of shocked to see that the Purple Bleeders kind of laid down a whooping, too. Uh, you know, you seen Justin Herbert. He kind of did what most people thought he was going to do. Uh, and he kind of led off the week with Stephon Diggs scoring 45 and kind of put Derek in a bind. And he had a couple little duds here or there with uh, Mooney and uh, his defense only scoring two points. Uh but Cordell Patterson, like, what is up with that guy? Like, he's just, he's kind of a beast, really, quietly, anyway. But then you look at Derek's team, it, it kind of did what I thought it would do. Maybe a little lower, I guess. But, you know, Eckler didn't really perform as well as, as I thought he would. And Aaron Jones was kind of meh in a way. Uh, Jalen Waddle, solid. Mike Evans, pretty solid. But overall, I was kind of shocked with the outcome. 
Uh, I give it to the Purple Bleeders for showing up. Derek, not so much. Uh, maybe next week. All right, so I started the show dubbing week one as overreaction week. And I'm looking over the Victoria's Secret and Dim Mock box score in their previous matchup where Victoria's Secret demolished Jason 247 to 185. And But what jumps off the page is a donut from Cam Akers, an absolute donut. But Jason, hear me out. Take it or leave it. Don't overreact, okay? Don't overreact. He's not going to have a donut next week, okay? He's going to be more involved. Daryl Henderson is not the next coming of Derrick Henry. So uh, with that issue there with Cam Akers, you also look at the other side. You know, you're not expecting to get – 24 points from Dalvin Cook. That's not why you draft him as high as you did. Uh, it's still solid, but you're expecting more. I mean, th- this week started. Out, this matchup started out bad for for Dim Mock, uh, with Josh Allen busting out for 52 points. Gabe Davis jumping in with 27 of his own, and you're, you're just behind the eight ball from that point. Yeah, Cooper Cup does his thing with 46 points, but Michael Pitt Michael Pittman for Victoria's Secret nearly matches him with 41 of his own. So. Um, Really, Cam Akers killed you, bro, and uh, that's going to happen. You know, those players are going to have are going to have bad weeks. I would expect him to rebound the next couple of weeks and to uh, take a little bit more of the load in uh, in that in that offense. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, going into our last match with Rupert P. Tinsley and Joseph Francis Hayes. Sorry, Joe, but you got whoop. You got whoop, Joe. And you get the whooping of the week award in week one. Congratulations. Uh, I know that's not what you were shooting for, but guess what, buddy? Matthew Stafford, Elijah Mitchell, hurt. Robert Woods, 3.6 fantasy points. Damian Pierce, Rashad Penny. This is awful. I can't even hardly look at this this, this roster. I got to move away from this and look at something else. This 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 lineup's awful. Yeah, it's uh, like. I cannot believe this. Like, Rob beat Joey so bad he changed his name again. Like, that's that's how bad this beating was. Like, I don't know if Joey can even come out next week and even really say much. Uh, but uh, this – Joey, congratulations on your first uh, – the first whooping of the year, and I'm sure there's more to come. You know, this whooping is almost as bad as his team name. The fate face the cockasmusses. I mean, I don't even know how to say it. I mean, I, I couldn't spell it if you told me to. Like, I'm a pretty decent speller. But when you just... It, it's almost embarrassing to know that the, the winner, the champion of your league last year, just got whooped. I mean... I'm sorry about Eliza Mitchell. That's rough. But Robert Woods, I love that man. But you drafted him. And you lost a bet to me last year thinking he was terrible. I mean, you're going to carry this whooping the whole year. He's still terrible. <laughs> He's still terrible. Yeah, I mean, one last comment on the team name thing. So, Joe, we, we trashed Joe in week one episode, right? We completely trash him. He actually goes back in between last week and this week, and he does change his name. He changes his name from facing the Kelsequences, all lower caps, to face the Kelsequences, all capital letters. 
You got to do better, Joe. Do better. Okay, let's jump into waivers and how Fab was spent this week. It's what plants crave, and the Cleveland Steamers spent the most money this week. It's what plants crave really threw out the big bucks, making the bench deeper with three new additions. Sources are telling me that these acquisitions will not be starting this week, having being bi-week fill-ins later this week, and maybe even a potential breakout later for Kyle Phillips. They definitely overpaid for Phillips, having no other bids, so hopefully this won't come to bite the Brondos in the butt when they need Fab later this season. The Steamers made the largest bid of the week, having bid $200 on Robbie Anderson, a full 20% of their Fab budget. Most sources are saying this is a head-scratcher for two reasons. This could be points chasing from last week, as Anderson is a classic who-knows-when-they-blow-up-for-50-points player, or just get zero. And there was really only one other bidder at $25 from Face the Consequences. But the Steamers are known to be a wildcard team. Uh, plays like this got the Steamers a championship a couple years ago. Five teams did not get any players this week and maintain a healthy fab budget. Victoria's Secret, Houdini's, Purple Bleeders, Farewell to Hope, and Dim Mock uh, keep a healthy budget. Victoria's Secret made no bids, believing our team, our team is pretty good at the moment, and who could deny that, having beat down Dim Mock by 62 points, which was nearly the whooping of the week. Other teams made bids, but were just too cheap to acquire the players, especially with the Purple Bleeders, spending a meager $15 on Jeff Wilson. If you want these players, you're just going to have to pay. Steals of the Week go to two teams, Slop Nasty and Face the Consequences. Uh, Slop Nasty acquired Jalen Warren for only $1, securing a handcuff to Najee Harris, who has already shown injury concerns for the year. Great and savvy moves for or move for the slops face the consequences utilized their waiver order this week in getting jeff wilson jr for a hundred dollars both face the consequences and it's what plants crave bid a hundred dollars but the player went to coach hayes team on a waiver order tiebreaker joe is known to uh, is a known opposition to the new fab rule applied this year and brought back the waiver order just one more time to screw over the brondos Okay, now I'll throw some questions to the guys. John, were you surprised by any of the fab moves this week? Yeah, I don't know if I'd say I was surprised, but I was definitely curious to see on see how it was going to go. I didn't really know like what people's limits were going to be. I think I bid on like two to three players. Uh, I think fifty six dollars was a, or sixty six dollars, I believe, was the most that I bid. I think it was uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I, I kind of wasn't shocked to see Leva, you know, you were out there snagging up players. Um, I thought Joe would probably be a little more active. You know, he's been pretty good in the waivers in the past. Uh, I guess I was a little shocked that, you know, you see uh, Robbie Anderson go for $200. But uh, I think it was everyone's kind of entry level to fab and not knowing how much to spend or to bid. But I do agree with you when you, you know, Jeff's still in – uh, Warren for a dollar I thought that was great like I didn't even think to bid on him being I thought he was I've been outbid uh, but yeah I thought overall it was interesting uh, I'm kind of looking forward to see how it moves forward with you know people losing more fab each week okay uh, Brad what were your impressions 
So I'm going to play the role of Debbie Downer a little bit, guys. Uh, as I opened the show with and have mentioned, uh, I called this overreaction week, and this is one of the reasons why I call it overreaction week because I, my philosophy, I'm not saying it's right, it's, for, it's my philosophy, it's what's worked for me in the past, um, is I try not to overreact with when a guy on my bench or maybe a flex option's not, not working out for me in one week. I like to give, I like to get some more data. Oftentimes you'll see these guys bounce back and have strong week two, week three. And so I don't jump to the, the shiniest new object out there in week one. I like to, uh, I like to, to believe in my draft and, you know, take a look at some guys maybe a little bit more towards the middle of the season when more injuries uh, start piling up and uh, strengthen my team as I start uh, getting injuries as well. Uh, I do like the fab system, though. I'm looking forward to seeing how that's, that's going to work out through the rest of the season. And, uh, yeah, I'm still sitting here with $999. Yeah, and uh, that's a great strategy to be patient. Uh, I, I go into a draft with mine. I shoot, I shoot my shots with late picks, and then if they don't have immediate success, I, I let go of them. Then I spend a little bit of money, and that's pretty much been working for me. But, you know, strategies work out for everybody in different ways. All right, gentlemen, let's do week two matchups. And we will start with Black Sunday, yours truly, 0-1 versus the 1-0 Plants Crave. It's what Plants Crave, which is Levi. Uh, quick note, Brad is 3-2 and all-time versus Levi, so Levi looking to even the score there. And so let's go around the room here to see who you got, Levi. Plants Crave will even it up. Shocker. Yeah, I'll take Plants Crave here. And I'm going to take myself. I'm going to bounce back this week. All right. Second matchup. We've got the 0-1 Slop Nasties versus the 0-1 Face the Kelsequences. Joey's 3-1 and all-time versus Jeff. He's really owned this matchup. Who you got, Levi? I'm going to take Slop Nasty. Oh, in the upset. All right here, the, the Battle of the Bastards. I'm going to give me Slop Nasty here. Yeah, uh, you know what? Sorry, guys, I got to go against the grain. I'm taking facing the consequences. All right, so uh, third matchup to look at. We've got the Cleveland Steamers 1 0 versus Dem Mock 0 1. Rob, all time record against Jason is 3 2. So Jason also looking to even the score there as well. Levi? I'll take Rupert and the Steamers. Yeah, give me Rupert and the Steamers against Dem Suck. Ouch. Ouch. Give me the Steamers. I'm taking the Steamers there. All right. Next, we've got Victoria's Secret 1 0 versus 1 0 the Purple Bleeders. Uh, this is their first overall matchup all time. So, who you got here? I'll take the Bleeders. Yeah, I went against them last week. I don't think I'm going to make the same mistake. I'll go with the Bleeders here, too. And once again, I'm going against the grain. I am taking Victoria's Secret to go 2-0. and All right. And last but not least, we have 1-0 and Farewell, Farewell to Hope versus the Mighty Houdinis, who are 0-1. John owning a 4-1 record all-time versus Derek. Derek's really going to want to get this one. Who you got? I'll take Farewell to Hope. 5-1. and one. Me by a million. 
And sorry, Derek. It's a consensus. Farewell to hope. All right, you fancy football fanatics. Uh, we'll be diving in here in our last segment, the mailbag. Uh, first question up for Brad. Uh, Rupert P. Tinsley from PRPS. Why does Joey talk so much shit when he loses? Uh, that's a great question, and uh, there's really no excuse for it. None. You know, here's a guy that drafts Robert Woods with his first 12 picks and is still going to run his mouth and talk smack, I got nothing for you, Joe. All right. Well, uh, Rob Tinsley from PRPS, uh, Levi, why did Faggot fall into a terrible 80s movie for a teen name? I think it's just because he's a huge nerd. And (laughs) you might have a follow-up question why is he a nerd? Well, then, like, why are there? You answer would be like, why are there rainbows? Yeah. Why is the color green? Yeah. It's just the way it is. Ten four on that. Uh, well, uh, old school Troy Daniels from PRPS. Brad, what's the meaning of life? What's the next question? Yeah, enough of that. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Robert Tinsley from PRPS Levi why do Brad's toes stink like a $5 lady of the evening that's a good question I had to say like why are you even smelling his feet (laughs) exactly what is going on here like when are you smelling his feet are you sneaking into his house I I don't know what's going on uh, RPT from PRP but I, I think that's a personal question I don't know what the hell's going on here, but uh, I guess be careful what you ask for. All right, uh, next question is from Jason Faggett from the Fagenbush area. Uh, his question to Brad: Why do why does Rob, whose team name is associated with shit, <laughs> have taste that stinks worse than my daughter's farts <laughs> after eating white cats? <laughs> Actually, Jason, uh, Rob P. Tinsley from PRP answers you here on the text line. Nice try, Flip Frenzy, but the host ain't buying your bullshit. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, well, I think that'll wrap up our question segment. Uh, yeah, please feel free to reach out to us through the text line and send us your questions week to week, and we'll do our best to give you our answers or whatever the hell you're looking for all right chaos fantasy managers that's going to do it for this show we'll be back next week as always leave comments or smack talk either on the chaos group text line or in the espn fantasy chat room we do want to know what you think in the meantime set your lineup work on your smack talk game and remember nobody cares about your crappy fantasy football team